재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Every Sunday, we start the show with Helen Cho's hot new releases. Helen is a freelance translator and interpreter. Good morning, Helen. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm very good. We are in the same studio as last week with the same live audience, mm-hmm. but we failed to make them laugh last time. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we'll succeed today. Yes, let's see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how your head is right next to the on-air sign, so it looks like I am staring very intently at your right ear, but I'm actually looking at the sign in case you were wondering. Oh, okay. I thought I was being really interesting there. <laughs> yeah, well, your right ear is interesting, although yes. I can't see it because it's covered under the headphones. <laughs> anyway, what news from the literary world have you got for us today? I've got some news of Korean fiction in translation. Some Korean titles, well, four of them, in fact, are on my list today. Um, can you tell us what the titles are? Um, Romantic Tales from Old Korea, No Flowers Bloom Without Wavering, Night Sky Checkerboard and The Colors of Dawn are the four titles that I'd like to talk about today. Mm-hmm. It's always great to hear about Korean literature and translation. Let's start with the first book on your list, Romantic Tales from Old Korea. So which old tales, romantic tales from old Korea um, are included in this collection? We have two of Korea's most widely loved romantic tales, Chunhyang and Shimcheong. Mm. And apparently there are not that many old Korean love tales, but these two are the ones that everybody knows about, mm. Chunhyang and Shimcheong. Right, it's kind of a prototype. Yes. Right. And back in 1892, the first Korean to visit Paris was a man named Hong Jong-woo, who helped publish the French version of the story of Chunhyang. And it was titled Fragrant Springtime, which is the literal translation of Chunhyang. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. Chun, Chun, Spring, Hyang. It's fragrance. Yes. Yes. And it's the first Korean story ever published in a Western language. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years later, a second, more developed novel set in Korea was published. It was titled A Dead Tree Blossoms. And it includes part of the story of Shim Chang and her blind father. But it's very different in many unexpected ways. And in 1919, an English translation of it was published in the US, but it went very much on noticed. Mm-hmm. I can see the connection between Chunhyang and Fragrant Springtime, but from Simcheong to A Dead Tree Blossoms, I wonder what changes were made in the book. Can you tell us about it? So in this new book, the French version of Chunhyang has been translated into English and is published with the 1919 English text of A Dead Tree Blossoms and a couple of other Korean love tales translated about 100 years ago or more. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, the two main stories both express sharp criticism of corrupt officials and a strong concern for social justice. Mm-hmm. It's the, you know, always those with power who are baddies in these stories. Right, right. Mm-hmm. What other stories can we find in the collection? So other stories in this collection include Charan, the Plucky Maiden, the Boxed Up Governor, and a Dead mm-hmm. Tree Blossoms, of course. Right, right. They all sound ominous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have another reprint of an oldie. Can you tell us about it? Yes. If romantic tales are not your book cup of tea, then you know, be sure to check out eerie tales from mm-hmm. old Korea. Uh, the tales in this book were originally translated by Homer B. Hulbert and James Scott Gale, two of Korea, the most famous North American missionaries to come to Korea in the 1800s, 1880s. And during their stay in Korea, these two missionaries became very fascinated with the Korean 
and folk tales featuring goblins, fairies and magical creatures and they committed themselves to translating this kind of stories for international readers and um, Homer Halbert um, published his tales in the magazine Korean Review between 1902 and 1905 and Gail translate, published his stories in the book Korean Folk Tales, Imps, Ghosts and Fairy Tales that was published in 1913. Mm-hmm. And this collection, Eerie Tales from Old Korea, was published back in 2013 in celebration of the 150th birthday of Halbert and Gail, both of whom were born in 1863. Mm. Tell us more about the folk tales that fascinated these uh, North American missionaries over 100 years ago. The main source of these ghost stories were collections of yadam. Mm-hmm. And Can you tell us what yadam is? So these were a form of short tales, um, especially popular in the Joseon dynasty and the Joseon period. Mm-hmm. So unlike the Confucian classics, um, yadam offered an escape valve, if you like, because they dealt with um, things much closer to daily life. Mm-hmm. And the stories told there were about people, individuals who were not always, you know, admirable paragons of confusion virtue they were not you know goody goodies Mm -hmm. Um, there were people who were very often artful dodgers who managed to escape from tricky situations and Mm -hmm. these characters survive traps they deal with ghost spirits and nine-tailed foxes even Mm -hmm. and they even get rich in the process Mm. so they're like fun everyday you know stories Mm mm-hmm And the next one on the list is a poetry collection. Can you tell us who the poet is? Yes, it's one of my favorite poetry collections, actually. No Flower Blooms Without Wavering, Mm 흔들리며 피는 꽃, by poet Do Jung-hwan, translated by Brother Anthony and Gina Park. Right. Do Jung-hwan is a beloved poet here in Korea. Can you tell us about his background? He is definitely one of Korea's most beloved poets, mostly widely read, actually, poets in Korea. He was born in 1954 in Cheongju, and... And he was an ordinary school teacher and a part-time poet until the death of his wife. Um, just two years after they married and the death of his wife really compelled him to write his first poetry collection, Hollyhocks You, mm-hmm. It's a collection of love poems that brought him critical acclaim and instant fame. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love the poems actually in this collection. They're just really romantic and they're really easy to read as well. Mm-hmm. And um, um, written in part as a tribute to his deceased wife, who reminded him of hollyhocks, the beautiful flowers, by the way. Mm-hmm. And this collection makes um, palpable the poet's grief at the sudden loss of his love, his wife, and the kind of intense longing that he has for the happy times that he shared with his dead wife. Mm. And he um, embraces the world with the new perspective in his writing as a way to overcome his anguish and despair. Mm-hmm. And you see that through his suffering, he realizes that life must go on, even if it's more painful than death sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's difficult to um, survive, to be survived by, by your spouse, but life indeed must go on, especially if you have children. Yes, very right, much so. Right. We'll continue our discussion on, on Tu Jong Wan after a quick song. Break. Was this also your request, Helen? It wasn't actually. Okay, can yeah. you tell us what the song is? Poet by Bastille. Yes, we'll listen to Poet by Bastille and we'll be right back. Obsession, it takes control. Obsession, it eats me whole. 
Welcome back to Hot New Releases on the Bookend. We were talking about Do Jung Hwan before our song break. So what has he been doing since, Helen? After um, his first poetry collection, Holly Hooks You, he has also written about the issue of division of Korea, depicting mm-hmm. the difficulties on a single people in a divided country. And he opens up in his poetry uh, new possibilities for the unification of North Korea and South Korea. And he has received many Korean literary prizes for his work. Mm-hmm. And ever since his wife's death, um, he has endeavoured to really embrace life more fully. Um, you know, with he really um, struggled to achieve the goal of improving educational standards in this country. Mm-hmm. He served as the regional director for Teachers Union. Mm, he got into politics. Yes, mm-hmm. he was also active as a regional leader for an organisation promoting democracy. Mm. And he's fighting for justice right now as a member of the National Assembly. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, what did the trend? Translators, Brother Anthony and Gina Park, have to say about the poems. The two translators write in the translator's note, um, I quote, They're not difficult to understand, but offer glimpses of wisdom, lessons learned from life's greatest joys and deepest pains. Koreans love supremely the poets who encourage them to endure, to preserve a simple dignity in the midst of trials and hardship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that um, especially rings true to learning how to preserve a simple dignity in the midst of trials and hardship i think that's really difficult to do yes right? and given the you know turbulent history of korea i think mm-hmm. that is something that people a lot of are, turbulence yes are right, looking right. for mm-hmm. can you give us an excerpt from one of his poems yes um this one is called ivy and i think it's got a lot to do with the idea of um persevering and really trying to um endure hardships mm-hmm. and it goes ivy at times when we feel that it is a wall, unavoidably a wall, then without a word, Ivy goes climbing up the wall. At times when we say that it is a wall of despair, with no drop of water, where not one seed can survive, unhurrying the Ivy advances. Hand in hand, several together, it climbs on and spans breath at a time. It grasps the despair and will not let go, until the despair is all covered in green. At times we shake our heads, saying that the wall cannot be climbed. One ivy leaf leads thousands of other ivy leaves and finally climbs over that wall. That's beautiful. That is beautiful, mm-hmm. yes. Are you the ivy leaf that leads or follows? Um, at the moment, I think I'm the latter. <laughs> <laughs> Just struggling to follow. <laughs> Well, I'm delighted to hear that another Korean poet has been introduced to English-speaking readers for the first time. Can you tell us about Oh Se-young? Yes, Nice Sky Checkerboard, Pamhanure Pan is Oh Se-young's first English-language release. And it is a work that is very much obsessed with um, like really profound issues like the existence, the building and destruction of nature and war and industry. Oh Se-young was born in South Tola province in 1942 and has published some 12 volumes of poetry as well as a number of volumes of literary essays and he's received several awards for his work. Mm -hmm. How would you characterize his style? 
Um, his poetry, on the whole, is characterized by his um, struggle to really bring forth the fusion of the lyrical with the ideological. You know, he wants to give new formal expression to tradition using the techniques of modernism. Mm-hmm. And this whole concept of modernism was something that he was fascinated with as a young poet before he moved on to more existentialist concerns. Mm-hmm. And last but not the least, there's yet another poetry book in translation, The Colors of Dawn. Can you tell us about it? It's an anthology uh, that features poets such as Shim Hun and uh, more contemporary poets such as Kim Ji Ha and Ko Eun. Mm-hmm. And it's been compiled by Brother Anthony. Mm-hmm. And He's been busy lately. He has been very busy <laughs> lately, um, very um, yeah, hardworking. Mm-hmm. And it brings together the moving and powerful voices of some 40 Korean poets um, from the recent turbulent history, uh, recent turbulent years of Korean history. Mm-hmm. And these years were very, very impactful as well. Can you tell us about the poems from this period? Um, well, this period saw Korea struggle with the Japanese colonial occupation, the Korean War, and a military dictatorship, and so on and so forth. So, in the midst of this kind of internal external conflicts, Korean poets were trying to find ways to express their desire for freedom and self-governance. And what we have as a result is a century of some very outstanding, moving poetry mm. from Korean poets like Shim Hun and Kim Ji Ha and and the mm-hmm. poets that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're curious about poems from this period, the title of the poetry collection was... The Colors of Dawn. Yes, The Colors of Dawn. That's it for this week's hot new releases. Thank you, Helen, for coming in, and we'll see you again next Sunday. Yeah, see you next week. Bye.